We are starting, though, talking about health care and specifically talking about a bill perhaps you've not heard too much about, but it is raising concern for a lot of health care professionals talking about Bill 36. And joining us now to talk more about this is Jennifer Lush, a BC family doctor. Dr. Lush, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Thank you so much, Jill, for having me. It is something that I've seen uh, some other health professionals raising concerns about. Uh, I was at the chiropractor uh, a few weeks ago. He was raising uh, concerns about this as well. Can you talk a little bit about Bill 36 and what this is doing as far as the colleges that oversee medical professionals? Sure. Well, I think the really important thing is it isn't just healthcare professionals that should be concerned about Bill 36. Every British Columbian should actually be paying attention to and learning more about this bill because it overrides so many rights and freedoms we have quite rightly come to expect as citizens of a Western democratic society. And it was rushed through legislature with no opportunity for public consultation or debate on the same day it was introduced. Uh, so I, I fear that it has uh, potential recriminations, not just for healthcare professionals, but also for British Columbians as uh, users of the healthcare system. And that's certainly one of the concerns that's been brought forward in that this is a very large document. I think it's almost 300 pages. And it, like you said, kind of sailed through the legislature without a lot of con- uh, conversation about this. When we look at it, though, so one of the things this does is kind of streamlines the college what is it taking it from from 15 colleges down to a, a much slower much lower number it groups different healthcare professionals together and i've seen some of the concerns as well is who exactly is going to be sitting on those colleges and and the fact that that it won't necessarily say the college of doctors it's not necessarily going to be doctors on on that college board how concerned are you about that I'm very concerned because essentially these college boards will now be government appointees. And British Columbians have to ask themselves, do they trust that the government is going to operate uh, in the best interests of health care? Uh, or does it leave open the potential for the government of the day to push their own agenda? And have you been given any reason or any explanation for that change? I mean, on the on the one hand, maybe you, people will look at this and say, OK, if we can amalgamate colleges, anytime we can amalgamate administration and maybe cut down on those costs, that's a good thing. But this is a pretty big change going from elected board members to government appointed board members. Have you been giving, given any explanation as to why that change was made? Well, that's the issue, isn't it, Jill, is there was no public discussion or debate, so there has been no reason given for these changes, uh, and it's, it's of great concern. I, I was speaking to several colleagues this morning who, even as physicians, did not know of Bill 36 or the changes that it's introducing. Uh, you know, I think we would all say that the College of Physicians and Surgeons uh, is certainly due for maybe refreshing and, an, you know, a look at its operating procedures. And I would welcome, for example, the inclusion of more community members on the board of College of Physicians and Surgeons to, well, to you know, represent patient interests. But to have a solely government-appointed board that is being given unilateral power to arbitrate uh, licensure conditions, to mandate medical interventions, a government-appointed board that can compel a doctor or other healthcare professional to comply with their direction is very scary. 
One of the reasons as well given has been a lack of transparency when it comes to these boards and even in some cases a lack of information being offered up, questions being asked by the media, by the public. But what's unclear I think still is how a government appointed board will be different or if it's going to improve transparency. Do you think that is an issue as far as information that should be available to the public, to patients, to to anybody that's looking for it? I am a huge advocate of transparency and I think that's something that is imperative moving forward. But I believe that one of the clauses of Bill 36 is that the college or one could say the government powers can be kept secret and free of debate. So it actually uh, it actually is sort of bringing into law that there is no need for transparency. Uh, so as I say, this is one of the reasons why British Columbians should be very concerned because it is giving the government uh, the, the rights to any sort of disciplinary tribunal without any need for debate. Uh, the government can impose huge fines or even jail time on your healthcare professionals, not necessarily for criminal activity, but just for, you know, actions that might be seen as misleading. Uh, You know, I think healthcare professionals are now afraid to perhaps speak up, you know, to the media or to, you know, to to criticize the college because will we face reprisals, uh, you know, in in terms of disciplinary action uh, for speaking out and trying to be transparent. The other really important thing that that I think British Columbians need to be aware of is one of the clauses of Bill 36 states that the government can seize and copy your private clinical records at any time. And this is huge to me because one of the sacred tenets of a doctor-patient relationship is confidentiality. And I believe that Bill 36 is giving the government power to access patients' private medical records. And I think every British Columbian should be asking questions about this. And would it be under certain circumstances or, I mean, that should be, I think, alarming to people if if that extends that power or may, brings that power in that they could seize and copy medical records. What, what would What would some of the reasons be for that? Do you know? Well, I mean, currently, the only reason to break confidentiality is if, you know, somebody's life is in danger or a child's welfare is in danger, and that's very defensible, right? I don't think any of us would question that. But this uh, expands those powers and I think is nebulous. And, you know, as it says, um, the powers can be kept secret and free of debate. So, uh, you know, I don't think that the college board will need uh, justification for why they're requesting a doctor's records. It, they can compel the, the healthcare professional to comply, comply with their directions. So um, I think this represents a grave uh, concern for all of us as patients utilizing the healthcare system. You know, we don't want necessarily the government to have access to private consultations you have with your doctor about perhaps marital issues or, you know, personal mental health struggles. Uh, everybody has a right to confidentiality and, and this potentially uh, compromises that right. Absolutely. And when we're talking about medical records, I mean, technically, don't they belong to the patient? They, they do, and they should. Uh, so this is this is the thing, right? You know, this is raising enough red flags and alarm bells that at the very least, it should be a matter for public discussion, public consultation and debate before it's brought into law. And I don't understand why the current government would have rushed it through uh, the approval process in one day in le- legislature 
unless there are clauses in there that they knew would not be well received by the public. So, you know, if this is a totally legitimate way to increase transparency and improve health care for British Columbians, then let's repeal it. Let's have an honest look at it. Let's open it to public discussion. And if it is, you know, all of that, then it will go through without any difficulty. But I'm afraid it is not that. And I'm afraid that this is really going to create a climate of mistrust uh, between healthcare professionals and the government, which is not good when we are already in a healthcare crisis. And we need to keep the healthcare professionals we have. We need to be able to recruit more to the province. And I know of physicians who have actually taken proactive steps and are applying for licensure in other provinces now simply because of Bill 36. And that is not what we need at this time in this province. Hmm. And the irony as well of if it's a bill that's being sold as a way to bring about better transparency that was done, like you said, so quickly and with very little, uh, if any, debate that took place. Uh, we're seeing pushback from from different groups, uh, BC Nurses Union, Doctors of BC, and uh, I'm so thankful that you came on the show today to talk about this as well. Uh, and this is from, from what little is out there or from what little has been shared and and is being talked about. If we are already seeing this amount of pushback, are you confident at all that we might see something change or at least some more attention paid to this? Well, I would say this is a chance for David Eby to step up and show what kind of a leader he's going to be of this government, right? Is he going to listen to his constituents and his healthcare professionals who have a right to be alarmed by the lack of transparency? I think now is the time for courageous leadership and the the courageous decision would be to repeal this bill, open it up, let's all take an honest look at what it is actually bringing into law, have a public discussion and debate about it, and then ensure that any decisions being made or changes being made are being made in the best interests of British Columbians and their health care. Uh, this bill actually also prompted a recall petition against the Premier, against David Eby. We can look at recall petitions in this province. They generally don't go anywhere, but it is at least drawing more attention to this. And and the person behind the recall petition quotes or or talks about Bill 36, saying that that was a motivating factor, that this is is not okay, the way that this was brought about and what this bill does. Do you think that at least it is getting a bit more attention now that it's it's the, the factor behind a recall campaign? I think I think we need more discussion of it. And so I'm really encouraged to see that the media is now highlighting it because it kind of, you know, it snuck through on November 24th and nobody really knew what it was representing. But the more that we learn about it, the more alarmed we as healthcare professionals are, not just for our own interests, but because of what it represents for our patients. Uh, and so I, I, I thank you as a, you know, as a radio media personality for shining a light on it. And I think really British Columbians should be writing to their MLAs and demanding that the government represent their uh, interests and and represent fair democratic process and give the opportunity for this to be uh, repealed and looked at again. All right. Well, we will continue looking at this and following up on this. Dr. Jennifer Lush, thank you so much for your time and for coming on the show today. Thank you, Jill. All the best.